0: Here's the fucking news! Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining me on our voyage to truth and freedom and what peculiar permutations there are with Conor McGregor outlining a route to the presidency. Something that a month ago would have seemed ridiculous now seems entirely plausible. There's a reason we're seeing a populist uprising across the world. People don't trust politicians anymore and with good reason. People are sick of a legacy media that amplifies an agenda that is antithetical to the interests of people. People are sick and tired of an establishment that hates them so they're Looking for leaders that are willing to stand up against the establishment. This will mean outsiders. This will mean new popular figures. This will mean people that the establishment doesn't like suddenly being willing to take up a political mantle and oppose the forces that seem to me very interested in limiting individual power and centralizing authority and keeping ordinary people out of the business of running their own lives. Let's have a look at this story because it's a very interesting time in Ireland because the censorship industrial complex are stepping up their plan to control free speech and even, in the case of Ireland, invade people's home, even if they're suspected of being in possession of what is regarded as hate material, or hateful material, or hate speech material. And as Matt Taibbi says, hate speech is not the issue. Who decides what hate speech is? is the issue. Let's get into it. Conor McGregor has outlined his potential route to becoming the President of Ireland, saying I'd fancy my chances. Already a kind of political rhetoric that will be a relief for some people to hear. I'd fancy my chances. McGregor is reportedly being investigated by Irish police over his social media posts around the Dublin riots in late November. He himself is being scrutinised, even prior to this legislation being introduced. What do you think about Conor McGregor's social media posts? My interpretation is he He's concerned about migration in Ireland. He's concerned about the violence that's taken place recently in Ireland. He's concerned about the lack of conversation around migration. And beneath that, and this is my own analysis, I'm not claiming to speak for Conor McGregor, he's probably concerned about a political class that no longer represents the people they were elected to represent. And as we pointed out in an earlier video, in a country like Ireland, that is going to be particularly problematic because ethno-nationalism is a real part of Ireland's history, perhaps every nation's history, but Ireland is a country that's been historically oppressed by. Britain and their relationship to national pride is more understandable than most nations' relationship to national pride. Even though I would say that we're all entitled to have a degree of national pride or tribal instinct. My hope is that is a very inclusive and open-hearted thing. But... These are interesting times. But the former UFC champion has expressed confidence in taking up a position of power in his home country. Let's have a look at Conor McGregor's post. Potential competition if I run. Jerry, 78. Bertie, 75. Ender, 74. First names only. Each with unbreakable ties to their individual party's politics. Curious that already Conor McGregor, in my view, has identified one of the dominant themes and problems in contemporary politics. It has become institutional and systematic. I don't claim to know much about Irish politics, full stop, or contemporary Irish politics, but what I do know is across the world, there's a sense that a form of neoliberalism has captured the heart of democracy. And while you hear hysterical rhetoric around, this politician is like a tyrant, these people are dictators, these people are right-wing, the centralist, neoliberal, kindness, safety, convenience, centrist parties seem more interested in shutting down democracy than any of these apparent tyrants and dictators that we're supposed to be terrified of. For example, the government that's in Ireland right now are supporting a bill that would enable the police, or the Garda in the case of Ireland, to enter people's homes, take their laptops and computers, if they are just suspected of having material that is deemed to be hateful. If the person proposing that policy was wearing a military uniform and making crazy salutes, you'd say, well, yep, that's good old-fashioned dictatorship. Regardless of what the public outside their parties feel, these parties govern themselves versus govern the people. Or me, 35, young, active, passionate, fresh skin in the game. I listen, I support, I adapt. I have no affiliation, bias, favoritism towards any party. They would genuinely be held to account regarding the current sway of public feeling. I'd even put it all to vote. There'd be votes every week to make sure I can fund. It would not be me in power as president, people of Ireland, it would be me and you. Even though this might be regarded as simplistic and naive by the metropolitan media class, this is the type of democracy that's possible now. A democracy of referenda. What do you want your tax dollars spent on? Do you support this bill? Do you want to spend taxes on roads? Do you want to support this war? Do you want more expenditure in mRNA vaccines? All of these things you could be asked. You could be voting on those issues issue by issue, individually and independently. Do you want more censorship in Ireland? Do you want the police to have more power or less power? These are all things that could be debated, discussed and voted on. It's very curious that when people are accused of being anti-democratic tyrants and dictators, no one ever mentions the possibility for real democracy that exists right now. I'm sure it would be complicated and I bet it wouldn't be perfect. But we're not competing with perfection. We're competing with a pretty corrupt system that most people are sick and tired of. And in the case of Ireland, they're rioting in the street out of sheer frustration, anger, disappointment and disconnection from their country and its leaders and the direction its leaders are taking it in. That means someone like Conor McGregor now, I believe, has a reasonable chance of getting elected where he to stand. Let me know in the chat in the comments. If you think new politicians are likely to start standing in all sorts of new positions and roles across the world... Because people are sick and tired of systemic institutional figures that don't represent ordinary people, but represent the interests of the powerful. Globalist establishment elites. Vote for this person or this person. You're going to get the same result. Conor McGregor in a 200 word post has hit the nail on the head. On Tuesday, ex-owner Elon Musk replied to McGregor, I think you could take them all single-handed. Not even fair. Again, curiously, one of the responses to globalism has been the uprising of populist movements. And Elon Musk is a populist figure. There's a kind of ambiguity about where he may stand politically. Remember in his recent interview, he said, Oh, I might vote for Trump, or I'm not sure I'd vote for Trump, I won't vote for Biden. Essentially, he's a spokesperson for the disenfranchised, curious though that may be, because he's obviously an extremely wealthy individual. Most people now are sick and tired of the political class. They're sick and tired of institutions that are trying to cling on to power and control our attention, control our consciousness, control the direction of our lives. We all know what the game is now. They're clinging on to power, they're trying to maintain institutions that are past their sell-by date. Again, in this little post here, just listing these ages and these names, some of them are sort of pretty uh, influential and significant political figures who have dedicated their lives to politics. But the fact is now the world is changing and it's changing fast. And it has to change fast because there's a crisis of meaning. There are ecological crises. There are political crises. Fuel prices are out of control. Food prices are out of control. The culture's out of control. In Ireland, people believe there's a migration crisis and they're well entitled to discuss it. Vote on it and follow someone who wants to talk about it. Of course, the liberal legacy media will always support free speech. They'll always support someone from a working class background getting involved in politics because, you know, we're all supposed to vote, aren't we? It's our right. We should all be involved in politics. If we're not involved in politics, that's somehow negligent. Let's see how The Guardian reports on Conor McGregor's foray into politics. Conor McGregor isn't the first star to flirt with the right. Oh, he's fascist, he's right wing. Immediately, he's not towing the neoliberal line. He's offering a genuine alternative. Where does the legacy media go, must be racist. Maybe the legacy media, instead of condemning populist voices as far-right or right-wing or fascist or conspiracy theorists, and believe me, I've been subject to that kind of analysis as well, as well as far worse, as you're probably well aware by now, instead of that, what they should do is ask, why are people suddenly open to a new type of politics? Why are people rejecting globalism? Why are people sick and tired of unelected globalist bodies imposing regulations on their nations? Why are they tired of a political system that doesn't respond to their wants or needs, can't reach them emotionally, doesn't listen to them, hates them and condemns them as racist at every single turn. Why would people be interested in systems that have only got that kind of rhetoric to offer? And indeed, when people complain, when people try to fight, I mean verbally, and oppose the mainstream dominator narratives, they're called racists and new legislation is being passed all over the world, not just in Ireland, to censor and control dissent. People say it's about hate speech, but you're not naive, are you? You know what it's really about. It's about shutting down the scent And in Ireland, it's the most egregious of examples. Let's have a look at the censorship laws that are being opposed in Ireland. And remember, Conor McGregor is under investigation by the police right now because of tweets. We can't bring you this fantastic content without your support. Yes, that's 100% true. Also, we need the support of our valued commercial partners. This is an important message because during the holiday season, we're all going to eat, presumably, all sorts of wild, erratic, sugar-rich, Cali means would say, a potentially lethal food. And the Mayo Clinic says if you want to prevent heart disease, lower your blood pressure and cholesterol, you've got to eat five servings of fruit and vegetables every day, which is next to impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart lungs, kidneys, and immune system. The holidays are here. You've got to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice that your skin, your hair, and your nails will look radiant and healthier too. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and vegetables and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15%, sort of a Christmas gift. Think of it that way. Off your first order. Visit BrickHouseRussell.com and use promo code BRAND. That's promo code BRAND at BrickHouseRussell.com Stay healthy this festive season. Let's get back to the video.
1: I spoke to a detective uh, in Pierce Street on Saturday who was actively engaged with the social media companies throughout Thursday.
0: This is Helen McKenty, an Irish politician explaining how during the Dublin uprisings, protests, riots, call them whatever word is appropriate for you, I think people should use language pretty freely, explaining how certain social media platforms cooperated in shutting down free speech, I'd call it, hate speech, they'd call it, live while the events were unfolding. What she's describing plainly, openly, in plain sight, as they like to say these days, is the process of the government controlling free speech through social media media platforms. Imagine if they're able to implement legislation that will grant them control, but the legal right to shut down any speech they don't like. That's happening in the UK. It's happening in the US. It's happening in the EU. It's happening in Canada. It's already happened in Canada. And it's happening in Ireland now. Instead of solving the problem of, oh, there seems to be a sort of a migrant crisis and unrest and dissatisfaction about the amount of crime that's being committed in Dublin, they shut down the complaining about it. That's what passes as democracy. And then if someone stands up, who's got a bit of a platform and a bit of a Voice, that person's a racist, or far-right, or even worse, they'll say whatever they need
1: to say to shut down any voices that oppose the establishment. I know this for a fact. Who was actively engaged with TikTok, actively engaged with Meta, so Instagram and Facebook, who was actively engaged with Twitter or X. She said very clearly that social media companies, in particular TikTok and Meta, they were responding, they were engaging with Guardi, and they were taking down these vile posts as they came up. X were not. X were not, they didn't engage. They did not fulfill their own community standards. It's interesting talking about community standards online when the community standards in
0: Ireland have obviously fallen below the expectation of the Irish people. I know Ireland. I've been there a few times. Irish people are very open-hearted. In the comments of the last video we made on this subject, many people that were not from Ireland, living in Ireland now, were speaking about what a welcoming, loving place Ireland is for the people that participate in the culture. If there is a crisis in Ireland, it's a crisis of democracy or the lack of democracy. It's a crisis brought about by having a political class that doesn't listen to the Irish people. It's a crisis that's been brought about by ignorance, avoidance of acknowledging the culture of Ireland, and in some cases, it seems, out-and-out crime. You can't say that X are disobeying their own community guidelines when Ireland is in disarray and people are totally dissatisfied with their own government. And then what's the solution? To impose censorship laws to stop people complaining. Instead of solving the problem, silence the people that complain. Extraordinary.
1: And that is why we are moving to a situation where these companies do not get to self-monitor. Please. That's it's why Commission Man has been established, to make sure that these companies are held responsible, because while some were responsible, others were not. A word like responsible in the mouth of the Justice Minister means responding
0: to what we tell them to do, which will very soon in your country, Ireland, be the law, and that's a law that's coming to a nation near you.
1: So let me reassure you, we were seized of this, they were engaging, They were engaging directly with the social media companies. What a terrifying new world we live in,
0: a world in which it seems that we're most likely to get hope from populist leaders that are anti-establishment above all else. Remember, we keep saying it's no longer left v right. It's periphery versus the centre. People that are outside of the establishment have to find new ways of forming alliances, putting aside left and right and all of those kind of arguments. They are there to divide you. The Irish police, the Garda, is about to get new wide-ranging powers to spy on people's private online conversations happening via chat apps in order to crack down on crime after recent events in Dublin. So whatever you might think the problem is in Ireland, whatever you might think the migration crisis is, the democracy crisis, the standard of living crisis, the spiritual crisis. The solution, they think, is to be able to get into your private messages, spy on you and shut you down. This is not unique to Ireland, but this is what's happening in Ireland right now. Justice Minister Helen McKenty last week got the government to agree to give the police thus far unprecedented powers, which will also include allowing police inspectors to get mobile phone operators location data off citizens in the interests of protecting a person's safety or life. Is that the relationship you want with the state? The state are there to protect you and they can spy on you in order to protect you? Did the Irish people go through the history they've gone through against British oppression to have their own police force turn against them in black and tan, controlling them, spying on them, using their own private communications against them? If they decide the circumstances are right, it also means the police would be given access to private messages on WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger and Signal apps. The government in Dublin is introducing extraordinary New legislation to restrict freedom of speech, but it's not horrid right wingers conspiring to suppress nice decent liberals. It's nice decent liberals scrambling to stamp out the opinions of what they call the far right. And far from being alarmed by this assault on basic freedoms, the broad swathe of progressive opinion in Ireland is fully behind it, including most voices in the broadcast print media and every majority party. One thing I've learned lately is that the legacy media, thank God, is not the people. That people in political power are not the people. That they operate on one strata and they've become completely disengaged and disconnected from the people that they're supposed to work for report to and serve so I'd be very surprised let me know in the chat do you want to grant police these new powers to control your communication and if so then people should be able to vote on it shouldn't they like Conor McGregor suggested since riots broke out in Dublin two weeks ago following the stabbing of three children the cries for action have become ever louder the government led by Leo Varadkar has now pledged to have the criminal justice incitement to violence or hatred and hate offences bill on the statute book within a matter of weeks. The new law would surely have escaped international attention had those riots not happened, but Dublin's eagerness to regulate hate speech has, as internet parlance puts it, gone viral. Now the whole world knows that Ireland is poised to pass one of the most draconian pieces of legislation in modern times which will see Irish people facing potential jail sentences of up to two years for the possession of literature likely to incite violence or hatred against others on the ground of certain protected characteristics including race, gender, and sexual orientation. Personally, I don't think that there should be hateful rhetoric around those subjects or indeed any subject at all, that we should all be doing our best to find ways of allying with one another. I think the best way to do that is to empower people to run their own communities democratically. I think this is going to require a new political class. It's going to require unconventional political figures being willing to stand for positions that would have been unthinkable a while ago. No one would have thought, yeah, let's have Conor McGregor as president. Look at the state of Ireland. Look at the state of Irish democracy and look at the state power that they're discussing, granting to the Garda in order to further control discourse and dissent. The police and courts will not even need to demonstrate that the material in question was intended to be distributed to anyone other than the owner. It will be presumed until the contrary is proven that it was. That's a reversal of some of the most sacred, shall we say, judicial principles that we have ever known. Innocent until proven guilty. But I know from personal experience that principle is long gone. You are guilty by accusation and there They'll use whatever they can to implement whatever they need. If you are a dissenting voice, you are a danger. If you stand in the way of this kind of legislation, they'll destroy you however they can. That's why people like Conor McGregor should be absolutely supported. What's he saying in that tweet? You need a younger take on Ireland. You need someone that's into democracy. You need someone who's willing to listen. What's so crazy about any of that? It's reminiscent of the Soviet Union where having copies of literature banned by the state, known as Samizdat, was enough to fall foul of the KGB. To make matters worse, the Irish government has not actually defined in the bill what hatred is, saying that to do so could risk prosecutions collapsing. Oh my God, they're not defining what hatred is. This is not only Soviet Union KGB stuff. This is literally Kafkaesque. They're not defining what hatred is because then you'd be like, go, well, according to your definition of hatred in your bill, this is not hatred because look, we didn't do that. We did this. So they've not put a definition. That's what it says in the trial. Someone must have been telling lies about Joseph K because he was arrested all of a sudden no one tell him what it was for. When you are opaque about what you've done wrong, when you're opaque about where the information has come from, when you create this kind of legislation, it's impossible for people to fight against it. It's designed to be impossible to fight against because they know that Ireland is a country full of fighters. How curious that a fighter has stepped forward in this moment. What they want is an unfair fight where the people fighting don't know the rules. Minister for Justice Helen McKenty continues to insist citizens will be able to speak freely, but a Senator for the Green Party, one of three parties in the governing coalition, let the cat out of the bag we are restricting freedom Pauline O'Reilly said. But we're doing it for the common good. What they're saying is you don't know what I know and I haven't got time to explain it to you. So we're just going to limit your freedom. We're not going to describe what hatred is. We'll tell you whether or not we think it's hatred on a case-by-case basis, which, you know, could seem like what you're trying to do is create the opportunity to persecute and imprison your opponent and allow what could be regarded as hate speech of people that you support and agree with. This is how tyranny and dictatorship starts. There's a lot of talk of tyranny and dictatorship these days. People very keen to hearken back to the tyranny of the last century, which we're all very happy to have left behind. It's genocide, it's chaos, it's violence, it's persecution, it's centralising of authority. But what we've not adjusted to is what tyranny is like now. What tyranny is like now is I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. You don't really understand this. You can't decide which information to believe and what information not to believe. So it's just for the best if we come into your home and look at your computer. What we would need is just a magnificent act of faith. I find it hard to surrender to that degree, to a loving God that I believe wants nothing but the best for me. I'm never gonna give that kind of authority to a government that I absolutely do not trust. Working in cahoots with a corrupt media, benefiting from censoring dissent in speech, shutting people down wherever possible. This is tyranny point two oh. It looks like this now. It looks friendly and kind. It talks about people's feelings and protecting the vulnerable. And in order to do that, it just has to restrict your freedom and come into your house and take your phone. And if anyone speaks out against it, then they are part of the problem. That's what dictatorships look like in 2023. Ireland sadly has a long tradition of censorship. There was once a body with a wonderfully evocative name, the Committee on Evil Literature, which recommended banning publications deemed harmful to the newly independent nations Catholic values. The country prides itself on having come through that dark time, but all that's actually happened is that the term evil literature has been redefined to suit contemporary values. They haven't stopped enforcing orthodoxy. They've simply found a new woke dogma to enforce. No one is writing novels about that. After all, owning such a book could land you behind bars soon. Extraordinary. When we talk about orthodoxy, when we talk about fascism, when we talk about systems of control or the Spanish Inquisition, we always imagine the paraphernalia, the robes of an oppressive religious system or the badges and flags of an oppressive military dictatorship, what we've not become yet accustomed to is the new technocratic technological dictatorships where a cadre of experts tell you that they know better than you what's right for you. And you might not know that you were doing hate speech and we're not going to tell you what we mean by hate speech, but we're pretty sure that you did some of it. The opposite of this, the polar opposite, is democracy and popular uprising. It's people saying this is our country, these are our communities, we'll select our leaders and we'll control our own lives. We'll make moral judgments for ourselves. No longer willing to outsource power to the state as if it was some kind of god because it doesn't deserve that status and only behaves like the worst kind of gods I've ever heard of. Unjust, selfish and lost. A weird kind of demonic pre-pagan energy is being unleashed on the people of this world and we're being told that it's advanced and technological and we have the data and we're trying to protect the vulnerable. Well that would all be well and good if we trusted them but me I'd much rather take my chances if I was Irish with Conor McGregor than any one of those technocratic bureaucratic Kafka enemies of freedom that are right now trying to introduce a censorship bill that would allow them to spy on your private messages and invade your home if they suspect you of hate speech and they ain't willing to tell you even what hate speech is that is the kind of tyranny we must all oppose together and we should support anyone that's willing to stand up and fight against it but that's just what I think if you enjoy this content join us every day on Rumble we make this content every single day we're building a movement together we want to participate in the opposition of exactly the kind of politics that's being described right here. Join us if you can. More important than any of that though. Please stay free.
1: No, here's the fucking news.